Welcome back to the Rocket Roundup, the best podcast on the internet for everything spaceflight. Today we have news from Boeing's Starliner, NASA's InSight Mars Lander, issues with spacesuits on the International Space Station, and much, much more. Let's get into it. After many years of disappointing results coming from Boeing, they're finally able to dock their Starliner capsule with the International Space Station. This is very exciting to see after many struggles over the past two years. Also keep in mind this is a test flight that has not gone without some issues. On its way up to ISS, two thrusters failed intermittently. Luckily, this did not affect the flight whatsoever. Boeing has built-in redundancy for most systems on Starliner, and since then there has been no word on the status of these two failed thrusters. Due to Starliner not carrying crew at the moment, NASA and Boeing were able to stock the capsule with some extra food for the crew aboard ISS. Also on board are parts to help with future spacewalks, 14 flags from HBCUs, silver Snoopy pins, and commemorative Rosie the Riveter pins honoring American women who contributed to the aerospace industry during World War II. And on May 25th, Starliner successfully landed in White Sands, New Mexico. The capsule brought back 600 pounds of cargo from the orbiting lab. Mainly brought back were nitrogen oxygen tanks that will be refilled and sent back to ISS. Now that OFT-2 has been successful, Boeing is up for a crewed test flight. This is currently planned for the end of 2022, but could easily slip into next year. This will launch a crew of three NASA astronauts to the ISS on an approximately two-week mission. The NASA astronauts for this flight are yet to be announced. Also, the duration of the mission could very well change. SpaceX's Demo-2 crewed flight test was supposed to last the same amount of time, but it ended up lasting around three months. Hopefully, Starliner will be able to successfully complete all of their test flight objectives. When this is completed, they will share operational status with SpaceX's Crew Dragon. The first operational Starliner mission to the ISS is currently scheduled for fall of 2023, completing a crew handover with SpaceX Crew 6. Next, SpaceX launches their fifth SmallSat transporter mission. Transporter 5 launched from Slick 40 May 25th, carrying 59 payloads. The first stage successfully landed at LZ-1 for its eighth flight. This was the 22nd Falcon 9 mission of the year and 157th of all time. Transporter missions allow SmallSat customers to launch their payloads at a lower price. For a 200kg payload, SpaceX charges just $1.1 million, whereas on an Electron launch, a customer could be charged $10 million for a 300kg payload. Payloads on board include radio intelligence satellites from Hawkeye 360, satellites to monitor greenhouse gases from GHGSAT, a synthetic aperture radar imaging satellite by Umbra, and various other payloads. Interestingly, Nanorax, an upcoming player in spaceflight, launched a test payload on Transporter 5 for future habitats in space. This payload will test a new way to cut metal in space. Nanorax is collaborating with Voyager Space and Lockheed Martin on a space station partially funded by NASA. The Nanorax Senior VP of Space System explains, If you want to go to deep space, go to Mars, go to other places, we've got to start building and constructing vehicles in space rather than just launching them all lock, stock, and barrel from the ground. The test payload Outpost Mars Demo-1 will cut very small pieces of metal that are used on ULA's Vulcan Centaur rocket. A cutting tool will rotate at very high RPMs to create a cut and hopefully leave no debris in the process, which is a vital step in creating a sustainable space economy due to there already being an issue of space debris in low Earth orbit. After the Transporter 5 launch, there will most likely be a short lull in SpaceX launches. SpaceX's pad at Launch Complex 39A is under transition to Dragon operations, which takes extra time in between launches. 
Vandenberg has only been able to support a maximum of two launches a month, and no launches are planned at Space Launch Complex 40 for the next couple of weeks. With SpaceX's next Falcon 9 launch on the schedule for June 7th at Slick 40 with the NileSat 301 mission, a communication satellite for Egyptian company NileSat. Then a couple days later, on June 9th, SpaceX has CRS-25 scheduled, launching cargo to the International Space Station. Per usual, Starlink launches could be thrown in randomly due to SpaceX's high Starlink cadence. But next, Axiom Space inks a new deal changing the game for government astronauts. Human spaceflight startup Axiom Space recently signed a deal with the Italian government to launch an Italian astronaut on their Axiom 3 mission to ISS. Italian Air Force Lieutenant Walter Valetti is Italy's first professional astronaut and is the first active government astronaut to work with Axiom Space. Valetti will be the commander of the mission, and via the press release by Axiom Space, he will work just like Mike L.A. and Peggy Whitson as a worker aboard the mission rather than a paid customer. The scheduled launch date is currently late 2023, with Axiom 2 launching at the beginning of 2023. This mission will most likely spend around 10 days on the orbiting laboratory. Axiom has had talks of arranging long-duration space flights for customers, but this has yet to be announced publicly from NASA. Axiom will have more capability on ISS once they launch their first space station module in 2024, as the current issue on ISS is docking ports. The international side of the space station only has two international docking adapters, which are used by SpaceX's crew and Cargo Dragon and Boeing Starliner. With NASA's goal of always having a crew on the station, only one docking adapter is available for cargo, test flights, crew handovers, or private spaceflight missions. And recently, there hasn't been a dull moment on that second docking port. With OFD2, Axiom-1, and now CRS-25, it is difficult for an opportunity to dock with ISS to arise. But Axiom is pouring lots of resources to fix this issue with their own space station. Speaking of issues on ISS, NASA pauses use of ISS spacesuits due to leaky helmets. After a spacewalk in March carried out by ESA astronaut Matthias Murr, NASA has grounded their spacesuits on ISS. NASA does not currently understand the issue with their spacesuit helmets and is going to send spacesuit hardware back to Earth in July with SpaceX's Cargo Dragon. This pauses non-emergency spacewalks on ISS for at least a few months. Currently, NASA is in the process of adding supplemental solar rays to ISS. Due to ISS aging, the current solar rays are losing performance. The pause to spacesuits will most definitely slow down the additional enhancements to ISS. In the meantime, astronauts will have absorption pads to add on the inside of helmets in the dire situation of an emergency spacewalk. These were set up on Boeing's OFD-2 mission and will enact a safety net for ISS operations. Now let's move on to SpaceX's progress with Starship. With all eyes set on the orbital flight test, SpaceX moved Ship 24 out to the test site this week. Once at the test site, Ship 24 completed a cryogenic test to prove tank stability. Up next, we'll be looking for an engine installation and a static fire campaign from Ship 24. While Ship 24 is waiting for engines, Booster 7 is currently getting them installed. Booster 7 and Ship 24 are both currently planned to be used for the first orbital flight test. Coming up next week, the FAA's environmental review is scheduled to be published. Throughout new sites, it is rumored to be approved on time but SpaceX will have to make some minor changes to its launch site in South Texas before moving on with an orbital launch attempt. Now, to NASA's InSight Mars Lander. NASA's InSight Lander is nearing the end of its lifetime on the Red Planet. Recently, InSight sent its last selfie-style image back to Earth. 
It is nearing the end of its life due to the amount of Martian dust covering its solar panels. With the ability to collect power from the sun slowly decreasing, Insight will be unable to move its robotic arm. Now it is only able to collect one-tenth of its intended power. Insight has provided much precious information on the Red Planet, including weather, earthquake, and Martian core data. NASA is very sad to see Insight go, but is very happy in the secrets it was able to discover about the Martian planet. Thank you everyone for tuning in this week. I'll be back next week Sunday for the new weekly Rocket Roundup. A special thank you to Space News Sites, NASASpaceFlight.com, Space.com, and Ars Technica for helping me write this week's episode. Peace.